Welcome to the Smart Tech Check Podcast, hosted by Mark Vina, your home for candid, insightful, and provocative conversations about the smart home, home automation, security, smartphones, PC and console gaming, and much more. Hello, everyone. My name is Mark Vina, host of the Smart Tech Check Podcast. Today is Wednesday, November 9th, 2022. The modern workplace as we know it has dramatically evolved over the past three years in major part due to COVID-19, but also in connection with the huge productivity potential that technology has unleashed for working from home in a dynamic and exciting manner. Wrapping data around these changes is always quite helpful, so I'm pleased to have Sam Kennedy, Senior Director of Product Marketing at Crestron, to join us for an insights-based podcast to discuss a recent study that the company has pulled together. Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Mark. Happy to be here. I am so glad that you're here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, first of all, before we go into your background, which I do want to go into in a second, there's four people on the planet that don't know who Crestron is. Let's talk about who Crestron is. I grew up around Crestron. I know the, many, many of the senior execs at Crestron. And uh, it really, you know, as I've told many of the execs there, Crestron was all about the smart home before there was a smart home. <laughs> But Absolutely. In just 30 seconds, give people a quick update on who Crestron is. Sure. Crestron is a 50-year-old family-owned company. Um, we are leaders in really three key areas. That's uh, home, high-end home automation, uh, like our, where we started from 50 years ago and continue to do so today. Uh, we are a leader in audio video, uh, audio video communications and unified communications. So those are the really three key components that make up Crestron. Right. And it's amazing where Crestron's technology is. I mean, uh, they're in sports venues. They're in, I mean, people, of course, connect with them when they see them at their uh, corporate office, which you obviously have a very strong presence there. But it always amazes me when I hear, hey, you know, we, our technology, this may not be public information, but our technology is, is at a um, particular airport or some type of venue. Stadiums. Stadiums, uh, yeah. Schools, uh, uh, um, retail shops. Yes. Anywhere where you need high quality audio video around a building, a campus, from a unified communications perspective, when I want to connect over Teams or Zoom. So, yeah, we are the backbone for audio, video and communications for all sorts of different use cases. Like you said, not everybody sees us. Uh, we're not always the thing that you touch. A lot of times we're the device behind the monitor. We're that control system that allows you to control a house, to turn the lights off. It did. Uh, the shades control audio in a in a house, so I know ships. Uh, so we're we're really everywhere. Yeah, and and before we go into your background, which I w definitely want to get into, uh, what's interesting to me about Crestron is that their technology has to to, to be to um, play a role in those type of public venues. They really have to be fail safe technology. You know, when you're doing uh, you're implementing your technology at a stadium with a hundred thousand people. You can't have the technology, whatever it is, because you have different um, capabilities. Yeah, quality, liability, uh, security. These are all things that are just in our DNA. Uh, scalability. These are things that uh, just drive us. I think we lead the industry because, like you said, um, things can't fail. We, we could be we're put into, into government uh, applications where there's wars going on. We are yeah. put into, uh, uh, again, we're, we're in maritime, so we may be on a ship in the middle of the ocean. There's no room for failure in those types of applications. We've worked, we have applications where we worked with NASA and we helped do mission control with the, with, uh, the Mars rover. So we, we are very high quality and very highly reliable 
which is just as it relates to a conference room is the same thing. The, right. If you have a lot of high valuable uh, individuals on a video call, can't fail, right? Those things have to, uh, has to always work. And I think we really pride ourselves here at Crushed on that, that our products yeah, I mean, always Your work. technology is bulletproof. The market has spoken and it, I think it recognizes that fact. Let's go into your uh, background just for a minute or two. Um, I think that's always worthwhile to kind of dive into, you know, what someone brings to the table from an experience standpoint. So let's talk a little bit about you for about a minute. Sure. I've been, uh, I've been here at uh, Crestron now for just about a year, actually. I think it'll be next week. I'll be one year. Um, again, I did graduate from Central Connecticut with a degree in sociology. Uh, I've been in the unified communication space for 25 years. I think my first few years... I was always embarrassed about sociology, but uh, it really made a lot of sense as to the career that that I've uh, that I've chosen. But I've been about 25 years in the industry. Uh, the last 17 were at Polycom and at Poly, and I had variety of roles throughout, even previous to that. A lot of time in sales, a lot of time in product development, and now I'm part of marketing. So really understand what it takes, especially in the communications environment around uh, what it takes talking to customers, what our customer needs, how to go build products. And uh, I'm also a storyteller. So uh, the marketing piece uh, fits pretty good. And a very customer centric, very end user centric. And uh, I've been having a ball here at Crestron. It is a fun company with lots of great products, high quality, like we talked about. And so I'm having a, I've been having a blast. Well, let's you know, let's go into this one project you've been kind of overseeing for uh, Crestron, and that's this study that um, that you're calling tack- tackling the modern workplace by the numbers. And as I said at, to- at the top, you know, what's interesting to me about this topic is co- people kind of sort of know that the workplace has changed because it affects their own individual lives. But I like the fact that you've got a study that really wraps data around this, and, and of course, the way you extract insights. So let's talk a little bit about the. Um, about the study itself and, may, and the uh, analytics behind it. Sure. So as I'm sure most people that are watching this are aware, right, the world has changed rapidly over the line and, and dramatically over the last, say, two and a half years uh, through COVID. And so what we wanted to do is put some research around what was happening out there and, and how has the world changed? What has it evolved to? And it really put some true analytics around this. So we actually did two studies simultaneously. One was targeted at the actual employees, the end users themselves. How are they interacting with unified communications? What are the challenges? What are the things that are working? What's not working? How are they working? So we we had one survey that was really targeted at the employees and the end users themselves. The other survey was uh, done around the IT decision makers, so the ones that are enabling those rooms, the challenges that they're facing, what what are their strategies. And so again, it was two studies simultaneously, but they they fit together, right? So it's looking at two sides of the same problem. That's why we wanted to do them joined like this. Right. No, I think that's one um, study and extracts, you know, data from two different distinct groups. And you obviously are going after mid-level employees and IT um, decision makers. The, the foundation of the data I, I'm, is, I think, excellent. And in addition to that, it's very recent, August of 2022. You know, this is not, you know, I, I, there's been a lot of studies done but it was in the middle of COVID, the tail end of COVID, and this is very, very recent. So I, I like that um, that aspect as well. So we're going to talk about the key four findings, you know, and that's what I really like about this report as well because I've gone through it, you know, multiple times. It's not a report, 
um, you, a lot of, you say a lot of these studies where your eyes cut the skin back because you're not really sure what the, the study is um, um, uh, observing, you know, from a, from a takeaway standpoint. But at a macro level, because we're going to go into each of these individually, let's talk about the key findings real quick. Sure. Um, so, and like you said, we try to make the study, uh, the, the actual report itself, uh, uh, pretty engaging as it's not a, there's lots of pictures and, and I think lots of good, uh, uh, lots of good key bullet points to, to pull away from. So I think it's a, it's really nice, easy read. Um, but there's really four key, uh, findings for us as we looked at the report. Number one is that the hybrid meat, the, the, the world has changed significantly, uh, even over, the last few months, right? That's why I think your point around the survey being recent is key, is obviously the world changed through COVID and we all went home. Everybody was working as a single person at their desk, typically at home. And everyone was in that same scenario. Well, now, now as people are starting to go back to the office, you're having this shift of having some people at home, some people in the office. And so uh, there, there's lots of complexities that that, that is driving. Um, number two, organizations need to look at how to enable their rooms for this hybrid work. And that the, the, as people are getting back to their conference rooms, what we're finding is that most conference rooms within an organization, call it a classroom, a courtroom, or inside of an enterprise, the, the rooms are not enabled for the challenges that the users are facing. Uh, number three, not only are, is collaboration not ubiquitous, mm -hmm. but you want to look at having the right technologies for the right applications. And so you have to look at every meeting as a high value meeting space. And number four, we are, we're, we're starting to see that um, some stability in what's going to be happening moving forward, right? It's where we're, some of the, I spent a lot of time with the industry analysts. They're calling it uh, um, like work from home 2.0. And so really there's that we're starting to start to see some trends that are solidifying. I think the last eight to 18, 24 months have been, uh, uh, we've been, things have been happening really one way. Um, there was a lot of challenges, maybe the last six, to, to six months, nine months, but now we're starting to see some trends there that uh, allowing some stability. So people can start to make some real decisions. Well, and, and that's, we're going to, I want to hit drill into each one of these points in a little bit of depth. I think that last point you made is really important. Because companies like the stock market, they like continuity. They like they like even if they don't like the news, they like they like stability. They like the fact that things are not going to change that dramatically, so they can plan around it. And many of the companies that you do work with obviously spend quite a bit of money on technology every year, and having an idea of where the you know where the puck is headed, so to speak. Uh, speak. And if it's headed in a very stable um, position, I think that lends to a um, to more. Um, deliberate and more uh, um, efficient um, decisions. Let us go into the uh, f first finding a little bit in a, a deeper way. I've got a couple of slides on each topic, but let's talk about this, that first key finding. So like, and like I was saying that the, uh, during COVID, everybody was at home. They were the single head from their home office or from their kitchen or their bedroom or wherever they were able to do video from. And so we were all on this equal playing field uh, as I was dialed into a meeting. And the, the, the challenge is, is now as certain people are starting to go into the, comp, into the conference rooms in the actual office or in a classroom, there's driving this inequity for the users that some people are having some experience because they're at home, they're that single head. And then others are in a conference room, you might see four, five, six, 10, 15, 20 people 
in a room and it's driving this inequity for the users. And so that's enabled, that, that is driving this complexity uh, with this inequity, right? The technologies aren't equal, the people's faces, their heads. I mean, all of us at our home, we're gonna be equal size. When I call into a conference room, everybody might be a little itty bitty and I can't really see who's talking and I don't get the context. <laughs> and so it's driving this, th these, these new complexities that we really hadn't seen pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, what's interesting about that is that, um, and we've all gone through it. I mean, during this two-year process or three-year process, let's call it, it's been three years now, if you go back to the beginning of the, uh, of the pandemic. I mean, you've had people that were hired during COVID and up until coming back to the office and many companies are still kind of, you know, doing it in a very uh, deliberate manner. They've never met the people they've that hired them in person or their manager for that matter. So I think, I think this is an, uh, I think this is an, um, an excellent point. Um, so let's talk about that. Uh, in the, that I want to drill into that 41% because that's a pretty significant number. Yeah. So the, um, uh, as I said, I've been doing unified communications for about 25 years, 25 years now. And the, even though I've been spent, you know, most of my life doing this, the adoption rate of collaboration technologies is still relatively low. Depending on which analyst you talk to, they would say about 10% of conference rooms in the world are video enabled. So it's a relatively low, low number. And so what um, the challenge is, as you said, people are starting to go back to the office and there's this inequity of, of um, people that are in the office and people that are at home, they still need to be able to communicate with everybody there. And so there is this real drive to, to put as much technology into these rooms as possible. We're, we're expecting, um, uh, just from one of the analysts we talked to a couple of weeks ago, they said a 3x times, uh, so we're about, the industry says we're about 10% penetration rate, like I said, they're looking at about 27% penetration rate within the next three years, next three or to five years, something like that. But it is very dramatic growth. Right. And, and that's just because they're trying to drive this equity. Organizations are, how do I enable my users to have this business continuity, to have the best experience, to be able to drive equitable, to keep my business running in a way that I couldn't before, just wouldn't even come up in pre-COVID, right? Just people, it just inherently, people are gonna be remote and I need to enable as many spaces as possible. And I think that's what we're seeing with the statistic. Well, and I'll make a shameless pitch for Crestron. I mean, you've responded to that in such a manner that since many offices, to your point, have not been equipped with the full Monty, so to speak, in terms of video conferencing equipment and the expense that goes into that, you have, you folks each have modular solutions that are on carts that can go from conference room to conference room to conference room in a very seamless kind of plug and play manner that I, I think is terrific, you know, because a lot of companies don't want to equip every single conference room with video conferencing equipment. So I, I really think that is a, um, uh, a terrific. Yeah. One um, other point I would uh, make there is uh, that it's not just crash drawn alone in many cases, that it's our partnerships with Microsoft teams. It's yeah. our partnerships with zoom and others uh, with Cisco. So there are, we Crestron is very good at making high quality uh, hardware devices. And so uh, it's our alignment with those cloud platform players that really are enabling this in a, a new way, right? It's that same user interface that I have in my desktop, now I have in the conference room and that's really driving huge adoption, right? What COVID showed us is that people 
can make video calls on their own. They're not afraid. <laughs> Pre-COVID, everyone's like, I'm not touching that thing. It's too complicated. Uh, even though it wasn't, it just there was this perception. But what COVID showed us is that anybody can join a video call. It's my Teams client. It's my Zoom client. It's whatever client is out there. Well, the interfaces in these rooms are look very similar, if not identical, to the cloud platforms that they're using on their laptop, right. on their Mac. And so driving that consistency of experience is enabling these this scale that's just unprecedented before. So it's really a combination of manufacturers like Crestron and our alignment with the cloud platform players like Microsoft and others. Yeah, I, I think that's important. I, and I think it's a good one in that is that Crestron is always taking kind of a uh, egalitarian, you know, third um, you know, embrace third party solutions type of way because it, why reinvent the wheel? I mean, there's a lot of great solutions out there and Crestron is the perfect agent that brings all that capability together regardless of what uh, client or whatever service that, that, that um, a client might be using. Let's hit the next point here. There we go. And let's talk about uh, key finding number two. Yeah, so as organizations are starting to roll out these technologies in, in lots of conference rooms, you have to think about what is that uh, meeting equity going to be like and how do you enable, you, you have to assume that every meeting is going to have somebody remote. Now, not every meeting is going to have somebody remote. Of course not, right? There's going to be people are going to go into the conference room, they're going to have a team meeting and they're going to need technologies that are going to enable them to, to be able to collaborate with everyone that's local in the room. And there's going to be some meetings that everybody is remote. But what we're finding with these key studies is that the majority of meetings are going to have some hybrid concept. Uh, concept. So you're going to have people in varying locations, some that are working from home, some that are in the office. And so you have to, as you're rolling out these technologies, you have to assume that that's what it's going to be, is that there's going to be some a large portion of the meetings that your users are in are going to be hybrid. Well, and we'll hit the next point here. Uh, you know, case in point, you know, I'm on calls every single day. I mean, I'm on eight, 10 calls a day. I'm in the Bay Area, which is where we have the, uh, the uh, Golden Gate Bridge behind me, hint, hint, hint. Uh, but the um, thing I've observed, even over the last five, six months, every time I've had a call, there has always been people, even if it was in an office, there was some, one or two people calling in from some other place. So yep. again, I think to your point, you know, uh, this, the, the hybrid um, uh, phenomenon is here with us to say, but let, let's tackle this slide as well. Yeah. And, and again, what we're starting to see is, and I, and I say starting, cause I think there's all over the place uh, is people starting to get back to the office uh, where I think, like you said, we've, it's, everybody's been remote for the last so many you know years now, but we're starting to see some uptick in people getting back to the, or, uh, to the office. Organizations are trying to entice their employees to get back to the office because there are some things, again, I've dedicated my whole life to, to you know, 25 years, almost my whole life, to a video, what we're doing right now, video enabling and collaborating remotely. But it, you still need times when you're all in the same room. And so uh, the organizations are trying to drive employees back into the office. Some people want to go back to the office. They may not have a... a four-walled office they may there's value of going to the office they want that and so what uh what we're seeing is just not only with this study i spend a lot of time like i said with customers um i've been meeting with a whole bunch of customers th this week here um and that uh the the reality is is that there's a lot of the 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 uh 
Um, there's going to be remote participants. You have to accept that that's going to be the case and you need as an organization to enable your spaces to, to embrace that. Well, I mean, 84% is a big number, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, I've done a lot of uh, studies in my, um, my illustrious career and I don't remember getting an 84% answer on anything, you know? Uh, so that's a pretty, that's virtually that's everyone. Different. Yeah. It's a pretty, that's a pretty stunning number. Let's talk about the, uh, the third uh, finding. And I, because this concept of high value meetings is really interesting because, you know, to your point before COVID, you know, I'm a, I'm a creature of corporate America. We, I would have a lot of meetings where you'd walk out of a meeting saying, I wish I didn't, I wish I could get that hour back, you know, because you, because your close, the close proximity you were to other people lent itself to this. Well, we, let's have a meeting to have a meeting. And if we, if the meeting is not productive, we'll schedule another meeting. So I guess your point is that what's happened is now these meetings are happening online, these hybrid meetings by nature, they're becoming very high value oriented. So there's very, very, very few wasted meetings. <laughs> yeah. And I think early on in the pandemic, it was very much survival mode. Get a webcam, get some type of microphone and speaker, get whatever you can just to keep business continuity going on. Um, as we're now going back to whatever that new normal thing is, um, is you want the right technologies for the right applications. And so, you know, when, when we're uh, talking to customers, you don't want to just put a small webcam into a large conference room and think that that's acceptable. So yes. you, you have to look at the spaces, the rooms that you're going into and have the right technology to enable those spaces because you have to look at every meeting as high value because you have um, the your employees are expensive. Your students are spending a lot of money. Um, the 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 users themselves are demanding a higher quality level of experience. And you know you can see the statistics here, right? Forty four percent saying in collaborate in person collaboration helps them feel engaged with company culture. So that's just one of the stats. I think there's a whole number of them that you you'll find in the study of the users saying you know arm me with the right technology. That's going to help bring me back to the office. That's going to enable me to be more productive. And I spend, personally, I spend a lot of time with the largest enterprises in the world. That's just where I come from. And um, I live outside of New York, so I spend a lot of time with the big banks, as you can imagine, and uh, media and entertainment, things like that. And those organizations that had embraced enabling the right technology in the right rooms, they survived. They, they were the most successful once COVID happened. They, their business basically didn't miss a beat right it was everyone went home for it and then at a drop of hat and everything just kept going on right they, they were the business continuity for them was was very successful and so what we're really what we're gathering from the the data points in the study and what in this are in general talking to customers you want the right technologies for the right spaces that's going to drive the, your, your your success that's why crush runs do we're doing it very well in the in the AV world and the UC world, because we have solutions for every size room. You don't want to put a small room in a large room, and you don't want to put a solution. You don't want to put a small room solution in a large room. Your users aren't going to have a great experience. They're, they may not. They, they may get some audio clipping. They may get some video clipping. They may not see the participant with camera tracking. Uh, they may look very small. So I don't really feel engaged there. And so Crestron is ourselves. We're very well. 
um, positioned to have solutions for all size rooms. And the studies, uh, the study and the data points that we were getting really just show that yeah. Crestron has the right solutions for the, all these well, different and, and, and on that last point, what I think is interesting is that since you have such a close relationship with dealers and your channel partners, uh, they have expertise in this area. So they can come into a corporation towards, or to a, a, let's call it a small, medium business and get that level of expertise because, you know, you just can't go down to Best Buy, buy a bunch of cameras and equip a couple of conference rooms. There, there's an art to it. And the, obviously the, uh, the uh, dealers and channel partners that you work with and have been doing this for years, they have that level of know-how. Now, here's an interesting uh, point, Sam, uh, that the finding that uh, the study came up with, and that is this whole notion of workplace stability. We were kind of joking about it at the beginning of the uh, podcast, you know, but workplace stability is a big thing, both from an employee standpoint, a participant standpoint, and also from a, uh, a, a company standpoint, because it allows you to make more deliberate decisions about investments and things like that. But let's talk about that. Yeah, as um, as we're getting back to uh, some people are starting to go back to the office, um, we are seeing some stability in the strategies of what's happening. Right. There is uh, more people are starting starting to come back on a more regular basis. They may be coming back for Taco Tuesday or organizations <laughs> are leveraging um, approaches to get their people back to the office. And so we are starting to see some collating of strategy or of uh, applications around people getting back. And so what we're starting to see is strategies from the from the organizations around now. How do I enable all of these rooms? How do I enable all of these spaces? And again, I think uh, you can see here there's still some shifting around how people are, uh, what's happening. But you can see. 54% of, uh, of the respondents saying that they're um, set, spending about the same amount of time in the office. So we're starting to see some strategies start to take place here. Now, all organizations are gonna be different. Some even inside of organizations are gonna have different groups. Like um, I know at Crestron, we, we, uh, HR comes in, every, we, we make uh, all, all, anyone who's relatively local to the office, they're coming in on Wednesdays, right? And so they have a strategy within their part of Crestron to be able to um, uh, get people together. And so we're starting to see these, these strategies start to happen and we're starting to see some stability. So as these things are happening with inside of an organization, the IT staff who has to outfit these spaces, they can now start to work with the different HR leaders or different sales leaders, different parts of the organization and start to strategize and put in technologies that, that align to what's happened inside of these organizations. And so we're starting to see some trends, we're starting to see some stability, and I think uh, we're coming out of that survival mode that was very early on in the pandemic of just get any technology out there that organizations are saying, okay, we got through that survival mode, now let's get the right technology for the right applications to align to what's these trends that, that are starting to happen inside of the organization. And so you're, you can really start to put a strategy together with the organization. Now, I will admit, while we're seeing some stability, you still want to have some flexibility built into this because we just don't really know what's going to happen tomorrow, right? And like all of a sudden something could change and everyone's going to have to work from home again uh, for a period of time. So you want to have as much flexibility in your strategy as you, as you can, but um, we are starting to see some stability in, in, uh, around this so that organizations can have a real strategy versus just right. throw things at the wall and see what sticks. 
Well, this is really a fascinating study. Um, let me just hit the last slide here because it's just a quick a summary of the four. You may just want to spend a minute just summing up the four key takeaways, and then we'll just spend a minute um, telling people how they can download it because of course the, the study is a lot longer than the slides that we've just shown. Yeah, so again, I think the big takeaways are that um, hybrid meetings are, are absolutely here to stay and you have to enable your organization to align with this new hybrid workflow hybrid 2.0, uh, where, where a large, almost every meeting, as we saw in the statistics, are going to have somebody remote. So you need to enable that. Um, you also need to um, uh, have the right technologies for the right rooms, because the, you, you don't want to have, uh, you want to have engaging and equitable meetings uh, for your employees, or they want th those types of meetings. So you need to look at and enable as many rooms as you can within an organization that align with this uh, this hybrid work that's going to continue for the foreseeable future, maybe probably forever at this point. So you want to have the right technologies, um, and you want to enable as many people to work from wherever they are uh, as much as possible. Right. And last but not least, let's make sure we uh, give people kind of a uh, I, um, some information on how to download the report. Here's the hyperlink that uh, you can access and download uh, the report for free. Let me emphasize for free. Free is a good deal. And, uh, you know, Sam, I do appreciate your time. Crestron's doing some really wonderful work in this area. And uh, it's really important work, you know, because, you know, the, the uh, key people use that phrase, the new normal, the new normal, the new normal. But the fact of the matter is, is that doing, you know, adapting to what's happened over the last three years is very, is critical. Managing the uh, the investment spend that many of the clients that you do uh, work with is, is critical. And wrapping some data and study information around this, I think is very important. So really, uh, thanks for time. Uh, thanks for your time for joining me for today's podcast. My pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, Thank you very much. Like you said, download the study. If anyone has any questions, you can ping me on LinkedIn or go to your restaurant account manager, any of our great channels and distributors. So uh, we're, we're really anxious to help organizations get through uh, this hybrid work and figuring this all out. We have a lot of, uh, lot of experience here. Happy to help everyone. Um, so appreciate the time and thanks for inviting me today. No problem, Sam. So for our viewing and listening audience, please, uh, uh, I want to thank you for making the Smart Tech Check uh, podcast part of your day or commute. And please make sure that you hit the like and subscribe buttons at the end of today's podcast. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Mark Guy. And until next time, have a great week. And thanks again, Sam. Thank you. Thank you.